sure will is checking for source. Doesn't have a show title. It's just hashtags. believe I said I am the revolution so there's no real need to say my name again nevertheless with me is Tresene. of prime news um, you can see here Mondays and Thursdays on the fifth column network on our Facebook page on our website the fifth column network.com and our YouTube page uh, which still doesn't have a vanity uh, <laughs> ID because you know we need YouTube got a little bougie in. Yeah. 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 So, oh, and you're watching us here right now on Periscope. So, uh, we're all over the place. We're all over social media. And today we have a really, really uh, loaded program for you today. Uh, yes, I can't wait to get into these topics. 
uh, as I am dressed as a Russian mob boss. <laughs> uh, <laughs> my Russian mafia tracksuit. I told you, do never to come back here, Yuri. Now I have to kill you. <laughs> you need the scarf. Don't we they, don't wear scarves. You, Russians don't oh, wear scarves. They don't need them? No, we don't wear scarves. Immune to the cold. Yeah, we're immune to it. I, I have a significant amount of Russian DNA. So. I don't remember that part. Yeah, yeah. I'm very Russian. Okay. I'm very Russian, very Scandinavian. I'm white. So. <laughs> we're very white man. And it's okay. It's okay, okay to be white. It's okay to be white. That was the hashtag. It was. It's okay to be it white. It was. I, you should should have put that in the hashtag and see what responses you would have gotten. Well, you know. I I saw a, I, I, I saw a tweet today. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a tweet. Some I believe he's African. I believe he's continental African. Mm-hmm. Um, and he made some joke about blacks being upset about something. And then his his punchline was, uh, oh no, something about African booty scratches. So, yeah, something. I saw that. And then he went on to say, we sold y'all for gunpowder <laughs> and horses. Yes. And I was like, hmm. hmm. Oh. Okay. 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 You know, and it's and it's so quickly how fragile African Americans and continental Africans relationship. Is yes is because it it spiraled out of control very very yes. quickly yes and it's funny to me you know like you know the state of our blackness mm. with um, supposedly our brothers and sisters on mm-hmm. the continental mm-hmm. uh, motherland of Africa right. you know and how quickly we are st- it's a joke to them that we were traded for. Yeah, gun gunpowder and, <laughs> and horses, you know. And then somebody clapped back, and it was awful. The awful clapback was, but yet they colonized your continent. Oh. So yikes! I didn't see that. Yeah, it was some, it was some clapbacks, clap and it's sad because this is all we do. All it is is a lot of infighting with one another. Like we we infight here as African Americans, we infight with mm-hmm. African Americans and Caribbean Americans mm-hmm. and yes. then, yes. then you know right. then the continental. It's just, you know, it, we always big up in our blackness, but like it's so fragile. It's you know ah, I don't know. Topic for another day. No. Yeah, just... for another day. So <laughs> you can intro what we're talking about our first topic for the day. All right. Well, first topic for today. Um, Late last week, uh, Black Twitter was giving advice to uh, other writers. There was a hashtag that was going around, hashtag don't write for free. Um, It was spawned by um, LA Weekly. Um, It was purchased by some other entity. And after they were purchased by some entity, LA Weekly fired all of their, their journalists, you know, long established journalists fired them all, and then put out an ad looking for unpaid contributors, mm-hmm. right? And so that sent journalists, black, white, male, female, kind mm-hmm. of like, what? You know, and so uh, Rebecca Theodore, who's known on Twitter as uh, at Film Fatale underscore NYC, mm-hmm. um, started a thread. Okay. And the thread was, she actually quoted the Joker from The Dark Knight, and she said, if you're good at something, never do it for free, the Joker the dark night and then she went on a thread uh to talk about don't write for free and i'm just going to read three of those tweets um one of them is 
Don't believe that it will get you exposure, excuse, outlets give so they won't pay. When you write for free, you're telling these editors and outlets you don't even value your own talent. F you, pay me. She said exposure doesn't pay the rent, exposure doesn't pay utilities, exposure doesn't pay for your food and transportation. Again, do not write for free. And then in a final tweet, she says, I'm being extra loud about this, particularly for women of color writers. A lot of these outlets act like they are doing you a favor by not paying you. Do not be afraid to ask for compensation. Hmm. And so a lot of people jumped in on that hashtag. Yeah. Uh, don't write for free. So it was summed up in three Twitter moments. Okay. Uh, the first one was her with those string of tweets. The second one was another uh, long established journalist who talked about how to uh, kind of negotiate your contracts if you're a writer. And then a third one was a woman of color who was black, who's also disabled, coming in on the don't write for free. Uh, do you have her name? I do not have the, the disabled writer's name. Um, I do not have her name. Okay. Uh, but she was in part three of the, the Twitter moments. Okay, that, that sucks. You should have had her name. She's pretty important. I'm so sorry. She's very important. So <laughs> I'm going to leave you out there. I'm going to leave the black woman out there. Because, you know, y'all don't care for black men anyway. So it doesn't matter. Okay. So uh, go ahead. I'm listening. Um, so, you know, they, I think um, it, it kind of sparked some conversation here at FCN on uh, the blanket... Uh, proclamation, if you will, of do not write for free and how problematic that statement can be uh, because sometimes working for free might be a good thing. Sometimes working for free could bring a benefit um, mm -hmm. and that to put out there do not work for free, uh, not really sure if that's the best advice for uh, for those who might be out there trying to do something. And so we wanted to talk about that here on the show today about working for free versus blank saying, no, nah, I'm not doing it. You need to pay me. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I thought you were going to come in hot and just make your statement. <laughs> well, no, I I'm can, serious. I can just, do that. Well, just make your statement. Like who shouldn't be working for free? Like who, like make the statement that you made, mm -hmm. get right to it. All right. So in my opinion, I believe that uh, there are times where you shouldn't work for free and there are times that you should. Um, no, no, no. That's not the statement. That's not my statement? No, 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 no. That's not the one you made to me uh, off camera. You made the very clear one of working for who for free. You, yeah, you, I, I so. don't believe in working outside of your community for free. I don't believe in working for, okay. you know, if we're going to talk about black female writers, which is yes. where... Um, Miss Rebecca Theodore came from. Yes. I don't think you should work for white outlets for free. You should not be working for people who really aren't about building a community for you One second. for free. Uh, Emma of England said there are sites like Black Girl Nerds that can't afford people to pay. Damn it, it disappeared on, uh, on Periscope. Periscope. Yeah. Uh, but yes, I. That's that. That is why we're saying what what Trezene is getting ready to say is. Um, con continue because I want you to continue. Real quick, I have a comment from Corian on Facebook. Value your worth. Your time is your greatest asset. You deserve compensation for all you do. Okay, so make make your statement about who to work for because that's right. very so important. Right. So I feel that it when <laughs> let me just say it, when white people come asking for you know black women or any woman of color to 
really any anybody of color to come work for free for their perspective for their perspective for their whatever they're building the answer yeah. should be no yeah. we We've worked for free for y'all already. <laughs> like, legit. Like, <laughs> we, we did that already. Uh, y'all still won't acknowledge that, and that, that's why we're here. But, but no, under no circumstances should any, anybody be working for free for these entities that have considerable amounts of capital to pay their writers. They should not be working for free. On the other hand, inside of your community... Yes. Inside of your community to build one another up, there should be some type of working for free. And, and by saying that, that it doesn't necessarily need actual hard currency to come in hand, like the dollar bill, the actual money from the Federal Reserve doesn't always have to come in hand. It, it could be something else that you're getting in exchange for what you're giving away without actually getting a dollar bill in hand absolutely i think um emma emma of england she uh we follow one another on twitter and obviously she's on periscope right now so i definitely agree with you in your statement there are a lot of sites uh run by people of color of asian descent mm -hmm. of african-american uh descent of latino descent uh latino review right these these entities don't have capital like you know all these people who have these sites you're like where in the blue hell are you getting all this money right right to fund like i i legit sometimes have a real issue when i see a lot of white publications start overnight and then blow up and right. you're like who is who is funding who you? is funding you immediately right. and so you know a site like latino review or uh blackgirlnerds.com we need one another. Yes. You know, we yes. have to build the infrastructure of our community. And you cannot do that all the time. That's right. Expending dollars right. and throwing it at people right. to get something up and running. Because here's the thing, right? So let's take, for instance, a Black Girl Nerds website, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Let's take, for instance, a Miss Jamie Broadnex, right? Mm -hmm. So I know Jamie's story. I don't want to go into detail, but she's, she's put her story out there, right? Right. So she started this up, she Googled it, didn't see the term in there and right. said, hey, I want to give a voice to these people, right? 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 Just like her. Right. So now she's writing articles, she's posting from her perspective, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So what other site and sources could other, if it didn't exist prior to this moment, mm -hmm. for them to come in and say, hey, I, I would like to have my voice out there, right? Right. right. Were these women were, were in the beginning stages of this, a community all looking for money no they were looking for right. an avenue That's right. to be heard right right and so i think that that i know i'm saying rebecca you know she's a she's a great woman she's she's very talented mm -hmm. and i know what she meant yeah right you know but i i think it ne we need to speak very clearly we need right. to speak very succinctly yes now if you're saying don't work for nobody then hey rebecca if you're saying that then say that then i will disagree with you I would disagree right. in right. whole because that's not how any of this works. Yeah, I don't think she was saying that. I did take time to watch her Periscope. She did okay. after the fact. After all three of those Twitter moments went out, mm -hmm. um, she went on Periscope for about 20 minutes to clarify. And she did say, if you choose to work for free, 
uh, and you already know that that is going to be the deal ahead of time. She said, consider these three things. One is, are you going to be a better writer after working for the outlet? One. Number two, do you have an exit plan, a strict time period in which you're going to work for them? And okay. number three, if exposure is indeed the exchange, is their platform indeed bigger than yours? If not, do your own writing for free on your own blog or other places where you can promote yourself. So she did kind of qualify it a little bit of, yeah, okay, if you're going to do because you need need to build your portfolio, consider these three things, yeah. otherwise it will be at a loss. But I did not hear her actually succinctly state, be mindful of who it is being white outlets versus building up your own community. Yeah, and and it's like, I, I don't want the parallel to be run here that we're one of these outlets and mm -hmm. that we're trying to plant oh. seeds to say, hey, uh, no, y'all gotta write for free because y'all gotta come over here and write and work and be on that talent for free. You know, like that's, that's not what I'm saying. But um, here's the thing all of you professionals out there that graduated college or mm -hmm. had uh, mm -hmm. trades, anything like that, did you all take an internship? I just, I'm curious. I did multiple. I, I've taken multiple, multiple internships where I was literally paying to work there. Yes. I was paying. Yes. I, w I paid to work in downtown Chicago <laughs> at the Jerry Springer show. I paid to work there. I, I literally paid. Did I end up getting hired? Sure. But at the end of the day, I was investing in myself mm -hmm. to be able to have that on my resume. Mm -hmm. And everything else that I did before that got me in that door. And then I went to WFYI. Uh, where I interned there, mm -hmm. then got hired there. You know, like, especially in broadcast journalism, especially right. in entertainment right. uh, production, you're going to do a lot for yes. free. You're going yes. to do a yes. lot for yes. free. And that is how they weed a lot of us out. They get in there like, oh, man, I ain't doing all this. And they leave and go take a $10 an hour job somewhere. And be like, well, I'm getting mm -hmm. paid now. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't. Mm -hmm. And I was like, nah, but, you know, the... the the difference for me in doing that was I had a bankroll. I had somebody funding me. Mm -hmm. I still have that person funding me to this day. Hello, mother. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, but yeah, internships are important to your success right. moving forward as a professional. Right. That's it's the, the whole idea of there is someone out there who has more knowledge and, and work and better work than you would have access to where yeah. you are currently in your career. Mm -hmm. And there needs to be some type of exchange between the two. One person who's giving you this opportunity and pouring into you in some way. And yeah. you know what? You might be working for free to get that. You can't pay to get some of those things. No. There's, there's, you just cannot. You can't. And, and you know, it's funny that you say that because I've literally used one internship to get another one to mm -hmm. get hired in to someplace and being able to, I've literally got jobs mm -hmm. because I worked for a producer. Mm -hmm. People are like, oh, you work for so-and-so? I'm like, yeah. Pick up the phone and they call and they get embarrassed and now they're right. offering me a position right. because they know what stock that this person right. produces um, right. their proteges and so that's that. But here's something I want to talk about, right? Yeah. The there's a buzz going around for a long, long time about knowing your worth. Yes. Right. Yes. So how do we figure out what our worth is? What Ooh. what is the currency in which 
we value ourselves and what is that exchange rate. Mm. And I don't think that we all really look at that. I legitimately do not think that we actually go, okay, what is my value on the open market, on the exchange rate? Like we're, we're, we, we as a people, as a person, are two different things, right? Okay. You are a commodities broker, okay, right? Mm-hmm. And you are the brand in which has the um, exchange. Right. So whatever you're bidding on and selling, that's what you are over there. So you're having to do twofold. Right. So okay. you're having to sell okay. that brand. OK. Right. But you also have to be a good broker to see what all else is out there and what moves they're making and seeing how much you can get right. on the exchange for right. that brand. Right. 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 And so when you go, hmm, how can I rate what this brand is worth? Mm hmm. So when that bell rings, what is it open to? Mm -hmm. And I think that we don't really truthfully evaluate what our actual currency is. And so mm -hmm. I tell people all day long, I say, you know, write down the absolute three things you bring to any table. Mm -hmm. So if we're talking about writing, what, what mm -hmm. three things do you bring to the table as far as being a writer? Hmm. What would you, you know, like everybody is different, but what would you mm. say to that? You know, I, I would say that if I were looking for a writer, right? Yeah. And I'm looking for um, actual writing, technical writing skills. So, okay. like, you're, can you actually write, you know? Right. Sentence formulation, the ability to, to be more creative if it's uh -huh. creative writing, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, I'm looking at your actual writing ability. Okay. Um, I think I would also be looking at a creative angle, like how creative can you be in putting together the story? How compelling is it? It's one thing to be able to write something technically. Mm -hmm. It's another thing to be compelling as a writer. Okay. I would, I would look for that. So just if I could surmise really quickly. So you're saying creative, technical ability, and what about deadline meeting? Yeah, I was going to go to work ethic next. Okay. So more like how great of an employee slash contractor okay. can you be? Because those are skills that right. just go across the board. And are, if you're difficult to work with on work ethic and your employee skills, I, none of that other stuff really matters. So if you were to take a dollar amount from one dollar bill, five, ten, twenty, fifty, and a hundred of those three attributes that you listed, what would you rate that that to be? I uh, I would put the work ethic as being the most. So that would be a $100 value? Uh, yeah, I'd okay. give it a $100 value. Okay. And then I would give, uh, mm, I'd give compelling $50. Okay. And I would give actual ability to write $50. I would, I would, okay. that's what I would give. So your, you would say then that your worth on the open market is about $200 out of a possible $300? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And that's what I do. And this is what I tell everyone that I'm around. This is the process in which that I detail because you have to really understand what your value is. Yes. Yes, sir. You have something for us? Yeah. From uh, Miss Jantina Anderson. Yeah. Your worth varies depending on the need. If you are a known That's expert right. in a certain area, your worth is greater. Yes. If you are seeking experience but have the knowledge of how to do something, your worth is less. Yes. It's important to understand how unique your skill set is. If there are several others that have the same skills, it diminishes your worth in the marketplace. Absolutely. 
Wonderfully stated, Gentina. Wonderfully. Gentina, when is she coming back to this program? I don't know. We need to get her back. Wait, well, but she's an expert, and her value is pretty high <laughs> on the open market. Did she say that? Did she said that. No, oh, no, that's funny. She said I ain't come back for free. I don't blame you, sister. I don't. Gentina will not return for free. Got that's it. Funny. Okay, but yeah, that I, I absolutely agree. Yep. You have to be. I think that there are so many people, and I hate to use this term, but I have to say it. Mm-hmm. I think a lot of people are very delusional about who they are yes. and their actual and what they actually bring, bring. and what their value is. Yeah, and if if you're that good, then you don't have to worry about doing nothing for free because everybody's knocking on your door. Yes. Until you can build up that type of cash in your mm-hmm. uh, personal portfolio right. and and the and the open marketplace to all the other entities that know who to go looking for. You know, uh, in a small city, my name was known everywhere. In a medium-sized city, mm-hmm. it was like I was between three people in a medium-sized city mm-hmm. when they wanted to look for a producer to come in and create talent for them. It was between myself and, and in the black community. Okay. It was between myself and another guy. So it was, I was in the top two, in the top three. Okay. And I always got work. You know, mm-hmm. I got to a larger city and then, you know, your name is now in there with a bunch of people. And, right. and J.C.O., you got something for us? Just Jantina says, speaking of knocking on the door, she said, I am waiting on my invite. Okay. 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 So knock on her door. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the whole Anderson family. Uh, I like them. So, uh, you, you know, it diminishes because there's a whole bunch That's of right. people that can That's nonlinear right. edit and shoot, right. use cameras and That's do right. graphics. And, you know, it, it's a whole bunch. But, like, I tell people... Like, a lot of my friends that are in L.A., um, a bunch of people that I went to high school with, uh, Emerson School for Visual Performing Arts, that they are, you have to go to L.A. if you are, if when you go to L.A., you have to be a triple threat. You have to be able to act, you have to mm-hmm. be able to dance, you have to be able to sing. Mm-hmm. If you want to be viable in that city right, and to. get work, you have to be able to do all three of those. Okay, right. And so I tell people all day long, what separates me in this industry is that I can get in front of the camera. I can edit the camera. I can edit what comes out. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Right. I can do all. I can shoot. I can set up a camera by myself and get great shots mm-hmm. and then run with it. So there are a lot of people who can't do all right. of that. Right. You know, so you have to make yourself viable. And I right. think we have to value ourselves realistically. Right. And I think that's probably what LA Weekly is doing. They're like, we have all these people who want to write. Why are we paying? Nobody's reading anymore. We can get away with these countries. Let's use, I'm, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if we did that because their value, where they're seeing value is elsewhere. Yeah. You know true. what I mean? So for someone like Rebecca, who's like, ah, I, I, let me go where I'm valued. Yeah. And so, you know, for those who need a portfolio and want to be published by someone like LA Weekly and they need that name. They need that They're going to do it for they free. They have to. They have to. They have to. Well. You know what we have to do here? We have to take a break. <laughs> we don't actually have any bills to pay, so that's nothing that we say right now. Oh, we have bills to pay. We'll be right back. When we take a break to reset and get set for the next segment. So stay tuned. You're going to see a quick advertisement from ourselves. Stay right there. Stay right there and don't talk. Oh, hello. <laughs> no, I'm not Santa. I'm Jayco from FCN. 
but boy do I have a gift for you. Join us and watch our 12 Days of Christmas list starting December 12th every day at 7 p.m. Come watch with us. You'll be glad you did. 12 Days of Christmas list December 12th through the 23rd nightly at 7 p.m. only on the 5th Column Network. Hey everybody, welcome back to FCM Prime News, the Sunday edition. I am Trezene here with The Revolution. Uh, thank you for tuning in for those who are just now joining us. Um, I don't know if you guys have been paying attention at all on social media, but uh, last week uh, it hit uh, the news that, that Fox and Disney were really, really close to coming to a deal, um, either acquisition or merger, we don't know, uh, coming to a deal to come together, um, and it sparked all kinds of conversation on, yeah. on social media. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, go ahead. Go ahead. No, you know, I, I saw a lot on Twitter where people were just imagining all the universes that could be created by a combination of Disney, who owns Marvel, yeah. uh, coming together with all of the universes that Fox has and people kind of um, daydreaming of all the movies and things that they could get as a yeah. result of that merger. But I know here at FCN, we were talking about the merger itself and- uh, Oh, absolutely. And uh, going, wait, what? Yeah. It, wait, what is happening? What, what will this even look like? And so we definitely wanted to kind of talk about that deal and share some of our what moments uh, with the deal and trying to understand why is it even happening? Okay, well, first of all, we have a lot of boo activity on Periscope right now, uh, Emma of England is booing. Uh, I believe <laughs> Nick's versus, uh, I can't remember, Nick's versus that guy said, regardless, we need it. Hmm. Uh, another young lady I didn't actually see what her name was, she booed as well. Wow. Um, I'm on the fence. I'm on the fence of it being booed, but however, I don't want to really talk about the Marvel Cinematic Universe. That, that, that means absolutely nothing to mm -hmm. me. A absolutely. To me, I think that uh, marketable universes, by the way, that people still would pay to see looks towards X-Force. Sure. See, I think that's where everyone yes. is at. Everyone yes. is caught up yes. in the hype of one division. One, one, not even, it's not, not even, even a, a division. division. It's a studio. It's yes. one studio. Yes. It's one studio. But here, I first and foremost, I want to say this. Mm -hmm. I don't understand this deal at all. Okay, yeah. Fox is not losing money. They're not losing any money. Mm -hmm. First and foremost, mm -hmm. their television division makes more than Disney's ever could. Really? Yes. Their television division, their television entertainment mm -hmm. makes money hand over fist than Disney's. Hmm. Why are you giving that up? Yes. Why are you giving that up? Yes. Um, I, I don't have the numbers in front of me, mm -hmm. and I apologize to everyone out there watching. I do not have the numbers, but um, CNN, excuse me, not CNN, ESPN mm -hmm. does have an advantage over FS1. It does. Okay. 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 Uh, but nevertheless, you would sell parts of that. You would sell your regional sports to your competitor. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. doesn't make any sense. Uh, the other thing that, that really is problematic, but it makes m the most sense to me, mm -hmm. is the simple fact that they are selling 
They are thirty percent share mm-hmm. of Hulu. Hulu. Yes. Fox twentieth century Fox earn, owns thirty yes. percent of Hulu. I think that is probably the sweetest plum mm-hmm. of that deal mm-hmm. for Disney because I, I'll get into that in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, Disney would get Fox's A&E, mm-hmm. Star, mm-hmm. the regional sports networks, as I mentioned, mm-hmm. the movie studios, stakes in Sky and Hulu. For those that don't know, Sky is um, British okay. cable. Okay. Uh, and wow. Hulu is a streaming service. Uh-huh. Among other properties, Fox would keep its news mm-hmm. that would be, uh, what's that news called that I don't like? Uh, I don't know. Just Fox, Fox News. Fox News. Fox That's news. it. Yeah, like Fox, it's Fox news. news. And their business news division. Yeah. Their broadcast network. Mm, right. And I think that's incorrect. It's not the broadcast network. It is their um, station groups. Their actual stations. Okay. All the stations okay. that they own. Okay. All their holdings in the various okay. stations. Okay. And then um, Fox Sports. They're keeping it. Right. Now, I, I legitimately reached out to some friends in the industry, and I said, does anyone know anything? Has anyone heard anything? What I have heard mm-hmm. is Fox is selling this off to make a push to acquire CNN. Whoa. What? Shut up. That is what I heard. It is. It is. It's just what I've heard. Please do, please do not take this for, you know, fact. Take it with a grain of salt. Holy I've moly. talked to two people in the industry, and they told me that there has been talks that they are looking to acquire CNN. And Reggie Mathis said the same thing. He agrees that that's what they're doing. That they're making mm-hmm. a push, and in doing so, they within they're, they're trying to acquire Turner which is the vision mm. of Warner. It, mm. It's going to get real sticky here. But they come sure. with Turner Sports, right. which has, which has uh, a huge stake in the NCAA tournament. Right. Goodness gracious. Which has Turner Sports, which has Inside the NBA, right. Emmy-nominated, Emmy-winning program, uh, a considerable baseball contract, MLB contract. And I believe that they are saying to everyone out there that sports live action sports is always going to be okay. more viable than producing a $300 million film. The price of films are only going to go up and up and up. The price okay. of salaries to do keep, scripted keep going programs going are going to go up and up and up. And so I think that they're looking at the future because okay. if you're look, if you're looking at what a sports franchise costs versus one picture how much is the next avatar gonna cost so much more. the justice league the justice league literally finished out at about 300 million dollars to produce that film and it did not make its money back there is no nfl team that's going to financially strapped right and if you get that Mm -hmm. contract Mm -hmm. you're getting nba contracts i think they're trying to backdoor without bidding on those contracts. It's much easier to acquire okay. yeah. whole companies yes. that you get that contract grandfathered to you. I think that's smart business. Okay. I think that's very smart business okay. on their part. Okay. If, if, in fact, that is 
true. Okay. That they are going to make a push toward Turner Broadcast mm-hmm. networks and their various systems. Mm-hmm. That's the only thing that I can see here because if if we if we remove that, mm-hmm. if we take that off the table, mm-hmm. then what in the hell are they doing? I don't know. Why would Fox do that? I don't know. Particularly since the uh, enterprise value of what they're giving Disney is sixty billion dollars. So you're like, what? Like that number seems incredibly low. Um. Absolutely. <laughs> they Marvel sold uh, to Disney for four billion. Star Wars sold to Disney, 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 to Disney for four billion. So you're talking about characters, right? Right. You're talking about characters. There was nothing tangible. There was nothing tangible in that deal. It's nothing tangible, outside of Marvel, Marvel mm-hmm. Publishing. Mm-hmm. They actually, excuse me, own the comic books and the company and stuff like right. that. That's pretty right. tangible. Right. But for the most part, it's still intellectual properties and that's where you brought something up to me please explain yeah the intellectual properties aspect so of this whole deal we were discussing this and i was like disney's doing what they're buying what and so of course you know i don't know much about this i'm looking at everyone talking about marvel and then the revolution said nah you need to know what properties and characters fox owns and he's yeah. listing all these things you know the simpsons you yes. mentioned the simpsons mentioned some some others um the simpsons they own aliens they own mm-hmm. the predator mm-hmm. um they own family guy they own like i mean the list goes on and on and right. on and so when he mentioned these characters i went oh, disney is about to lose its exclusive rights on its characters so you're talking Mickey Mouse, you're talking Di- uh, Donald Duck, Pluto, uh, and one of those, Goofy. Um, so for those who don't know, um, Mickey Mouse was created in like 1928 or something. And so mm-hmm. its copyright ended in 1984. It should have. And so Disney kept going to Congress going, hey, 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 uh, we need to give you this money. Uh, we need some type of extension on copyright, yeah. you know. And so they've done that twice. They have gotten Congress to extend copyright for everyone in our nation on its behalf. So it doesn't lose its intellectual property in its major characters. For those who don't know how much Mickey Mouse makes for Disney, um, let's see. First of all, I should say this. His worldwide brand awareness is 97%, which is higher than Santa Claus. And Forbes has dubbed him as the richest fictional billionaire with his estimated worth to Disney at $5.8 billion dollars a year so you have to remember it's one thing to put mickey in a movie or a cartoon it's another thing to sell his dolls and and to sell merchandise like those are all licensing rights that come out of intellectual property so if they lose the right to exclusively sell their merchandise at the high premium which they do Mm -hmm. then everyone else can sell it and so now why would i buy this fifty dollar mickey mouse toy when when i can get it for scn and our china distributors You know, Alibaba selling it for two dollars. <laughs> At first, I thought that was racist, but then I was like, "Oh no, Alibaba's a real place." I was like, "Oh no," I was like, "Ooh, did she just say that?" Because Alibaba over there is. I was like, "Oh, you can't say that." I was about to be like, "I quit." That's so I funny. I quit. She just called this man Alibaba. She over here is just slurring. Ooh, but Alibaba's an actual That's, marketplace. It's a real place. It's a for real place. It's a real place. So you got Mickey Mouse being lost in 2023, Pluto two years later, Goofy two years later after that, and then Donald Duck. So you're talking about billions of dollars. 
that they're losing in terms of licensing revenue. And so you're about to lose that. You need new characters to exploit mm. and licensing mm. and merchandising mm. agreements. So when you, I'm like, oh man, if you get all of these loved characters, you have new properties to put a premium dollar on that no one exploit. else can sell and to exploit. And to exploit them. So to me, that uh, coupled with the possibility, like that's a fact. That is a fact. There is no way out of that or around that um that seems like to be the actual move because they have star wars they will mm -hmm. have marvel then they will have fox and, right. and and listen that that would be insane to imagine a world where disney has the simpsons that you go to the theme park and there are the simpsons crazy the crazy simpsons that's yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. And the Simpsons predicted this. Did they really? They predicted this. Yes. They they literally there's a there's a uh image out there. Um I can't remember which episode it was, me being a Simpson file, I, I should be ashamed of myself. But they show twentieth century Fox a division of Disney. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. But here is something that I want to say real quick, still not uh -huh. on WB's level though. Who kick kick who Who's not on? Wait a minute, you gotta explain that. What? Who's not on WB's level? That this, excuse me, that was a comment uh, from Keith Jefferson on uh, Twitter. He's on Periscope and he made some uh, what I'm gonna just knee jerk hot take say some booty butt act backwards ass <laughs> statement that somebody ain't on Warner Brothers level. <laughs> Fool, what is you talking about? Uh, so here's the funny thing though, I can't, I don't have the note. But Paramount went out to, I want to say Sony. Please, I'm sorry that, that I'm not prepared to tell you this fact. But Paramount went out to Sony not too long, a little while ago, and said, hey, do you guys want to manage mm -hmm. our properties, our entertainment properties? Mm -hmm. And I legitimately believe that that was the start of like, wait, this was like, wait, what? Y'all mm -hmm. going to... Paramount, y'all, y'all trying to talk to folks and do like, oh, we can do this because antitrust, ah, right? Because of antitrust right. laws, right? And that are slightly antiquated because there were only so many studios and so many networks on the air at the time, and right. now we have several networks on, including cable, but most of them still fall under the umbrella of parent companies like Universal, okay. which owns NBC, okay, right, which own which is owned by Comcast, <gasps> right, and so all of these people are being gobbled up by these monolithic entities such as uh, Comcast, Time Warner, okay. uh, and the Fifth Column Network. Uh, we are in negotiations right now to buy uh, BET. Yes. Uh, oh no, excuse me, uh, TV One News. <laughs> And get Roland Martin's contract. Yes. We're we're in negotiations yes. right now. Frank Roland, Rochelle. stop playing. But <laughs> so they're talking about doing that, right? That uh -huh. was a that was a conversation. And then, you know, people out there, all the nerds uh, who are out there, and they watch these mm -hmm. films, mm -hmm. uh, and they were like, "Oh, this is gonna be awesome! What this happens and that happens." There was one thing that was very curious to me. It was always the X Men property conversation, right? Mm -hmm. And how Marvel wasn't playing nice with Fox. Fox wasn't playing nice with them. Marvel literally killed off the X-Men and the Fantastic Four. They, end, they canceled Whoa. their series. 
to push a bunch of crappy uh, characters that <laughs> nobody cared about. Uh, this red-haired chick named Medusa that strangles people with her hair and a dude that can't talk, but he's the most powerful guy. In the- yeah, it's crappy. I don't care. Y'all can come for me if y'all want to. The humans are trash. Uh, so y'all can take y'all ass in the Tarjan Mist if y'all want to. Mm-hmm. But however, they did a couple things that they partnered with them on some of their television properties. Okay. Okay, uh, starting with... Uh, Jayco, what's what's the one um, Legion on FX? Legion, yes. Legion, and then now the Gifted, and then they did something very curious. They allowed them to use an image of the Helicarrier from the Marvel Universe, which obviously Shield uses mm-hmm. in the okay. last Deadpool film, and they they actually said, "Oh, that's a Helicarrier," and I was like, "Huh." Mm-hmm. Then, I know this is reaching. You all may think it's reaching. I know Reggie is watching. He might think this is reaching, but I don't think so. I thought it was very interesting Mm -hmm. that Donald Glover seamlessly went from Fox with his hit show Atlanta Uh to Disney and doing Spider-Man in a cameo role and being in Star Wars effortlessly. Mm. And then Fox backdoors and gives he this huge deal and his brother now has a huge developmental deal. Yeah, that's not reaching. I I don't think that there's a coincidence here. I think and this is this is the revolution speaking. This is all conjecture, but it's based off of watching moves. I believe that Fox and Disney have been negotiating this for a very long time. For a very long time. It's just like we talk about mm-hmm. when you finally hear something, they want you to hear it. Right. They didn't just start talking two weeks ago no. and say, hey, let's sell. Yeah, that's not a bad idea. Okay. <laughs> yeah. This isn't middle school. No. Check check the box if Reggie, you like Reggie me. Reggie said not reaching at all. Thank you. Thank you, Reggie. It's, I be, like, you just have to pay attention to these moves. And if you're just consuming entertainment, then you probably won't. Right. But I'm always in the business since I want to see the business moves mm-hmm. and I think that this has been going on for at least a year and a half at least 16 months oh yeah for sure there's way just from a legal perspective there's way too many things to work out and iron out in a deal like this for them just to have started talking about it uh, that guy versus Nick's nothing happens on accident leaks aren't real either they are most certainly not sir they are not um, you got anything else to add no no no, no. I think I think you've made some sense of this deal um, in terms of uh, Fox and CNN. That I that tried. that's a whole nother uh, conversation of <laughs> of Fox and CNN coming together. Uh, but right. I but I think with that, I think that adds some some much needed context to that deal. Should we take a quick break? Let's before? take a quick break, guys. Stay tuned. Um, we're going to come back to um, Roy Moore Lord. Uh, and talking about slavery was the last time. America was great. He he said it. It finally came out. <laughs> uh, we have a major person in the Trump America yeah. who believes slavery was the last time America was great. Yeah. Uh, stay tuned because yeah. we're going to turn this over a few times. We sure are. Thank you for watching right now. Come yeah. right back after the break. <laughs> All right.
the Sunday edition of FCN Prime News. Why is our technical director laughing right now? Why is he making fun of us? <laughs> I don't know. It's so awkward <laughs> to do that. Anyway, uh, thank you for staying tuned in. For anyone who's just now joined us, uh, thank you for joining. We're here with Jayco uh, for our, our final two stories. I'm so glad that you're on again. This is the second week in a row? Yes. Yay! Yes. Second week. <laughs> I mean, somebody up there likes me. Up in the upper echelon of the FCN <laughs> offices, the ivory tower that is FCN Network. Fifth Column Network Network <laughs> is what I just said. Yeah. Go ahead. You, you, you just keep going. The upper room. <laughs> I was going to no, see, <laughs> that's you and your religious <laughs> jokes. I'll stick with movie jokes. That's all I got books. is black church jokes. That's all I got. <laughs> All right, well, you know, let's dive right into this topic about Roy Moore. So for those who need a reminder of who Roy Moore is, um, he is a current candidate for the Senate. And a molester. And a molester. Um, he uh, Alleged. I was going to say that, but then I was like, at FCN, it, I, I, I'm not putting alleged in front of it. Well, Too many people have come out. I know. Sue us, Roy. Sue us. We have... <laughs> Alleged. Oh my God, I would get a kick out of receiving a <laughs> complaint in the mail. I'm sorry. All right, I digress. Um, he's also he's running for the seat that is vacant mm -hmm. from Jeff Sessions being appointed to be in the you know U.S. That's Alabama, right? Yes, Alabama. Okay. Um, he's also the former. Uh, they calling him disgraced Supreme Court Justice. Um, he's a well-established, mm -hmm. according to many allegations. Uh, sexual harasser, mm -hmm. child molester. He's been accused of also flaunting the law. Like yeah. he's been like reprimanded or removed from the bench twice from doing that. He's been accused of stealing money from charities. Listen, he he's a boy. He's a winner. <laughs> and no the wonder people, why they want him in Congress. I, listen, have you seen the um, pictures of church signs? Supporting Roy Moore that says Jesus was falsely accused. Support Roy Moore on church signs oh in Alabama. God. It's unbelievable. <laughs> well, maybe it's not. I don't. I don't. Know. It's unbelievable. Oh, it's believable. <laughs> I believe it. It's trash. So, anywho, so it's come out that in a campaign event uh, in September, mm -hmm. uh, he told his supporters that the last time America was great or was at its best was when slavery was legal. An audience member <sighs> who was black, okay? Audience member who was black, uh, asked a question and said, hey, Moore, when, did you, when do you think the last time America was great? Mm -hmm. And Roy's response, and I quote, I think it was great at the time when families were united. Mm -hmm. Even though we had slavery, they cared for one another. Our families were strong then. Our country had died. As an aside, as an aside, I, you know, we had slavery back then. But the important thing was families were together. All of us joined in oppressing the Negros. All of us. That's exactly. <laughs> I'm so glad that you said it just like that. Like, nah, if we were great when we were all together, united, yeah, uh, oppressing. One direction. <laughs> Absolutely. One direction. Keep. The black people down. That's simple. I'm, you know what? I'm glad he said it. Why? I'm glad he said it because, first of all, everybody knew. And you know mm -hmm. we talk about code speak. Mm -hmm. Well, he's not speaking in code anymore. He was not. He totally. Oh, we got a comment? Yeah, but keep going. Yeah, he's not speaking in code anymore. He said what we always knew 
it meant. When was America great? Back when white people had full control over black people. Mm -hmm. That's mm -hmm. it. So it's not code anymore. We've got it. We know what they're talking about. Absolutely. So uh, Corian Gibson on Facebook says he's what Congress is all about. Good old boy. Good old boy. And then Emma Pollard, uh, I believe this is her first comment that she says. Uh, thank you for joining Miss Emma Pollard. Roy Moore watched Song of the South and thought it looked swell. Yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. That was swell. Thank you, Emma. That's a thank swell you. movie. What a swell comment, Emma. Appreciate that. Yeah, you know, I, I think you're right. Took the code right out of MAGA, Make America Great Again, yeah. and just said that's that's what we meant when we said that. Right. Like, when we were in full control and you guys were truly uh, expressly direct yes second class citizens and that is when america was at its yeah. best so i mean he came out and said it and i don't respect him for saying it like people are like well i respect him for telling mm -hmm. the truth no mm -hmm. i don't respect it mm -hmm. because your truth is you want slavery. I mean, come on. Let's, mm -hmm. You can hem and haw about what the meaning. Right. Well, I wanted, I meant this part of that time and not that part of that time. You don't get to choose. Mm. That time mm. was the way it was because of slavery. Mm -hmm. Not as, you know, not in spite of slavery. Mm -hmm. So if you want that time back, you want slavery back. Yikes. Yikes. Yikes, which is free labor. Right. Uh, what? what? Which Back. is right. what was every round doing that again? Was <laughs> you want free labor. Um, you want uh, and that and an attitude of, of servitude. Yes, control. Com control comes with that. Yep. Uh, let's see what else does that mean. That's definitely first class citizens, second, third, whatever mm -hmm. class citizen citizenry. Um, what else does that imply? I I mean I I think that's that's pretty. It, yeah, it doesn't have any you know. Uh, I think Oh yeah, yes, yes, yes. To to terror, the, the total to control to of having the ability to to rape, to kill, yes. to beat, to be very physically violent. Yeah, in with every no way possible. To impose your absolute will, will yes. or some way or some way. Yes. Mm -hmm. uh, Scarlett K. Mathis said, "Lack of women's rights." Yeah, well, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yes, yeah. absolutely. Pretty Absolutely. Much. That that hey, that that oh, goes hand in hand with this mentality of being in control. I I was on okay, so I was looking, I was doing some research on Facebook yesterday mm -hmm. and I was actually looking for minority groups. Mm -hmm. And I came across a page that said white is the new minority. And, and but not just whites, uh straight white males straight. are the new minority. And the the little blurb title said something like, "If you take away, um, you know, the the people of color, I, I don't remember how they worded that part. Mm -hmm. uh, if you take away homosexuals and women, you have what's left is is the is the new minority. Which, first of all, that makes no sense. If you take all those other people away, then mm -hmm. you will be a majority because you're the only thing that's left. <laughs> so Good I." Point. Automatically, math, right? I would not hire you as a writer because you're not clear in your writing skills. Okay, that was not technical at all. You suck. And second of all, though, it, it 
illustrates clearly that mm -hmm. white men mm -hmm. are feeling this way. Regardless of whether it's true or not, this is their actual feeling. We are now a minority. Hmm. Hmm. Which, we're, we're not in, it's, it's weird because it's almost like they say we're not in control the way we, and you're like, yeah, you still got quite a bit. But it said <laughs> that in the blurb, it said talked about control and it's like, no, you are still the group we always say this like I'm not a white man. <laughs> I am. We are the demographic <laughs> that is making the decisions in this country. Mm -hmm. and, and it's proof, proof positive. And I understand that Barack Obama becoming president was a huge problem for people. Mm -hmm. But this Trump presidency is proof positive that if they are up in arms, if everybody's up in arms, White men are the ones that are in control. Absolutely, because I believe wholeheartedly Roy Moore is going to be elected to the oh, Senate. It's happening. That he his support grows mm -hmm. more and more every day. Yep. And we're going to have that mentality and thought sitting in the Senate making decisions. Right. Next to the president. Next who to also the thinks president, that same way. Who is the exact same yeah. sexual harasser. He does all, he's a sexual predator. All those things, he falls right in line with all of those. Yeah. We have a comment. Uh, you had a couple. Corian on Facebook says, Josh, you are not a white man. <laughs> so I am, though, but, you know. You have, you're, you're, a, you're a more Hebrew, though, than your last name is. Corian, I am so pretty Hebe. You're from a beige. Hebe? No, beige. You're from a beige group. Yes, yes. Uh, and Keith Jefferson on mm. Periscope said, and it disappeared. I hate that. Yeah. Periscope disappears. But he said something to the effect of white males control the money in this country. Yes. Something that mm -hmm. so, paraphrasing him, mm -hmm. but he was saying that white males control. So Keith on Periscope, we're kind of paraphrasing, but basically what we get you saying is that white males control the money. Yes. yes. I, I would definitely agree with that. Uh, that that gets into a whole other discussion of, you know, because there are kind of two to three major groups that people say this is who's running the country. Mm -hmm. We have big corporations. Right. We have media, mm -hmm. um, and then there are people who believe politicians and people in charge. Mm -hmm. I, I don't think that that's yeah, it's I that. So I think it's a combination of the people with the money who are lobbying to the to the politicians mm -hmm. that are actually in control of this country, mm -hmm. as is illustrated mostly by the NRA. Yeah. They got they got more power than any other group in this yes. country. Yes, a huge organization. So, corporation. absolutely. But yeah. Mm. I'm I'm scared that Roy Moore will make it, yes. and like you said, he is going to, and it's it almost feels like it's going to undo all this progress that we have recently had with people coming out mm -hmm. because it's okay to come out and say I was harassed, I was molested, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and and it has been, you know, it has been accepted now where people are going to finally listen when women say it. All these years, women weren't saying it because nobody was listening. Mm -hmm. We said it. Oh, we said it, but we got pushed back. We got shoved away. We mm -hmm. got ignored. Mm -hmm. And now people aren't ignoring it. Mm -hmm. And this signals a 180 of, mm -hmm. of that movement. Yikes. Uh, Selena White on Facebook mm -hmm. has said, uh, America, great, great for whom? What an asinine thing to say. Bring Obama back. <laughs> yes, it, make America great is asinine. It is, but it has always great for whom is great for white people, and mainly white men 
and any woman that is on their side. Right. Right. So yeah, you can't you cannot ignore the white women who are okay with it. Yeah, there are plenty of white women okay with it. But if you're not, you know, you're I mean, Hillary's a white woman and they hate her. So it was always for them. And it was, as we said in the beginning, there was a code. It was code speak. It was, you know, mm-hmm. subtle mm-hmm. hint. And now it's not anymore. Yowzers. Reminds me of that joke Dave Chappelle uh, made when he was talking about the heist mm-hmm. and how white men created this country as a big heist and how white women aren't so much fighting for the heist not to exist. They're just fighting for them to get the right cut of that heist. And so listen. Woo. Right. Oh, Chappelle is on point. Isn't he so Always. Nice? I love Always. it. Always. Yeah. From women viewers, Jantina Anderson again. Mm-hmm. When certain women say it, and Starla K. Mathis, sadly, women will vote for him just yes. like they did Trump. Let's be specific. Yes. White, white women. White women will vote for Roy Moore, Starla. You're right. Because at the end of the day, white women uh, want to maintain their status on the totem pole mm-hmm. of who is, you know, above whom. All right. And so, listen, they know that if white men fall, so do they. Listen, as a black woman who has worked in a male dominated profession mm-hmm. as an attorney and has worked in major law firms, you're talking a thousand lawyers or more. Yeah. And I can tell you that. And even though I'd be like, oh, white people get on my nerves. The people who got on my nerves the most were white women who were sitting at the legal secretary desk while Trezene was sitting in the lawyer offices. <laughs> okay, listen, they listen. They are trying to put down anyone who comes even close to where they feel they are on that totem pole. Mm-hmm. They are going to support white supremacy because at the end of the day, they still benefit from it, Ooh. even if there are some yes. uh, collateral damage. Right. That comes with that. Y'all are still gonna push it. Yep. So, yeah, and any and any oppressed group has that group uh, within that says, you know, well, if you know, if we're all being oppressed, if I can make a way for me to be with the other side, I'm gonna do it. Yep. And so, absolutely, they will position themselves as best they can. And the sad thing is that, mm-hmm. to that point, white women who have daughters will mm-hmm. vote for Roy Moore. And I don't know how you, at the end of the day, how you would reconcile that. But it, that's going to happen. Some real good rationalization and compartmentalization. Yes, man, rationalize and listen, it. And I don't know how you rationalize like, it, but you do. You, you, they, you want to keep your status. You want to keep at your rung, and you will rationalize it. You, mm-hmm. you just will. So uh, on, on Periscope, mm-hmm. uh, Pete Jefferson says... Let's hire uh, former President Obama to blow Trump's mouth out. Prez on prez ain't no crime. Prez on prez violence. Yeah, that's funny. That's so funny. That's brilliant. Yeah, man. I think there is a large amount of people in this country that will pay to see Obama just not. Yes. Trump in a boy square in that jaw just. I'd rather see Eric Holder actually. Eric Holder, I, I think oh, yeah. he'd bring a, a better punch and a little more. No, nasty. I want to see G W do it. Oh, <laughs> now, yes. Rainbow wants to see George W. I want to see George because I believe legitimately. I believe that everyone that's 
one that made fun of George. I believe he hates this administration. Yes. George hates this administration. Disgusted by what's happening to America. Yes. And I hope that when we rewrite history, Mm -hmm. and I said this to a lot of people, George W. is going to be remembered favorably. Yes. Mm -hmm. I had no idea that this was going to be the reason, but he's going to be viewed as a very competent guy. Yes. You know, when you look at and not comparing to, but you go, man, like, that's how bad it could have gotten. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you go, yeah, it could have. Mm-hmm. But I paid George W. to watch, watch my Texan hero to bust him <laughs> all in his choppers. That's all right. Well, I guess now I have to pick my person. You got you I got said, your guy. Yeah, yeah. And Ravo has his guy. I actually would pay to see Hillary Clinton after about a month of training jaw jack the shit out of Trump. I would pay for that good, yeah, that good money. That would be good. That would, would. be good. That would to be watch. entertaining. Yeah, because there will be. I think there's more animosity behind that punch than anybody else. <laughs> <laughs> so that's a good pick. And, and on that note, <laughs> and on that note, do you want to take a break or can we roll right into? I'm ready to roll. You baby. ready to roll? Okay, it's ready to roll. All right, check out. Let's do this. All right, all right. So loans, Vargelos. <laughs> Uh, on Prime News Sports, uh, J. Cole did uh, a couple of stories about uh, uh, LeVar Ball mm-hmm. um, and uh, just doing updates on him and, uh, you know, the, his sons uh, in, in sports. And we've been talking about LeVar quite mm-hmm. a bit here at FCN uh, and what we think about him, uh, think about him as a father, what we think about his work with his sons and kind of talking about how People in the press have been criticizing mm-hmm. LeVar. And, and I'll just go out there and, and say it. I'm a big fan of, Le- of LeVar. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of his audacity. Mm-hmm. I'm a fan of him. <laughs> the audacity. Uh, listen, he's got plenty. I'm a fan of his walk. It's so ridiculous when he's excited. He comes on and he's like, oh, yeah. yeah. You know, like, <laughs> he's got I'm, a strut. I'm a fan of his trash talking mm-hmm. on the mic. Like, I... Listen, when he came on WWE yes. and came in, he was having the time of his life. I am a fan of LeVar Ball because mm-hmm. I, I don't think I've ever seen anything like that. Um, and he's unapologetic mm-hmm. with, with himself, w- with how he has conducted himself with his sons and getting his sons prepared in basketball and yep. getting one to the league. Like, listen, I am a huge fan. And if anybody saw the SNL portrayal <laughs> of LeVar oh, yes. Ball by... Uh, Keenan. Keenan, listen, it was so on point. Yes. I'm, I'm a fan of him. And so we wanted to kind of talk about that here today because I believe on an episode of Prime Sports, you were like, LeVar, what are you doing? Yes, yes, <laughs> yes. I, listen, all right, so I'm going to start by saying that I am on the side of what he is doing and what he is trying to do. Okay. What I perceive mm-hmm. LeVar Ball is shooting for, what he's aiming for in his life mm-hmm. and his son's lives. Mm-hmm. I am all for it. I'm a fan. Um, what I was not a fan of was him taking his sons out of school. That that was I felt a kind of a panic, um, you know, not being patient move mm-hmm. because I felt like he came into all of this with a plan, uh, okay. and I felt like he, because of what happened in China mm-hmm. um, with his son, um, you know, getting caught and having to come back, you know, have Maybe, maybe not Trump talked to right. to the Chinese right. you uh, never leaders. Believe that guy's tweets. However, he came home. He came home. He was suspended indefinitely, 
and LeVar didn't like that. So I would take exception to the, or I guess I would disagree with the way he handled that. That being said, uh-huh. I still feel like he has a plan mm-hmm. and plans can always be adjusted um, and still keep the same goal in mind, right? Mm-hmm. I feel like his main goal is building, building big baller brand, mm-hmm. right? Like this is, is he possibly a narcissist egomaniac? Sure. Sure, absolutely. <laughs> is he building something that, if successful, mm-hmm. it will feed him and his sons and his son's sons? Absolutely. 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 And I cannot argue with that. Can I, can I tell you what I do argue with? What? That logo for Big Baller Brent, it is so ugly. <laughs> I, it is. I'm sorry. I be like, come on, man. You can't get somebody to draw something better. Well, here's and here's it's the thing. I don't trash. know. I don't know if you knew this, but uh-huh. apparently mm-hmm. there is a company. It's a small. I want to say a yoga company in Canada that claims he stole the logo from them. And if you look at it, it's very similar. So. Maybe they didn't even de- de- design that logo. I don't know. That being said, I like it. Not I so ugly. Is it? It's like it's big. The B B. Oh my god! <laughs> it's so not creative. Like, mm-hmm. it, but you know what? If you stole it, then it might explain it. You you got people in your network. Get a better logo. Well, uh, the Reggie Mathis has said Levar doesn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. Just. Just a vision. Oh boy! Oh boy! Oh boy! Uh, yeah, I well, I can see that. Um, sometimes visions are strong enough that you know they shape your plan. Mm-hmm. Um, if you have a vision that is clear enough in your mind, mm-hmm. you know, then you following that pl- that vision is like following a plan. Um, I, I absolutely see what Reggie is saying, and I have to say that sounds viable. Um, but I feel like I, I I feel like he had a plan, and he said this is how I wanted to go. Um, first, this is this will happen with you know um, Lonzo in in L.A., mm-hmm. and then this will happen uh, with um, wh- which one is in Kyle, that was in UCLA because mm-hmm. that that's Jello, and then Lamelo is the youngest, so Jello is gonna um, you know do well at <laughs> UCLA, and then. Jello, mellow, yellow. Yes. <laughs> the youngest. <laughs> the youngest would go to a college, and you mm-hmm. know they would all three end up in the NBA. Now he's mm-hmm. saying he just wants his youngest two to play together, and so they're signing with an agent and maybe going overseas. Yeah, that—that's. I, I I don't know. Yeah, I don't. I, from I don't know as much as you may or mm-hmm. the Reggie Mathis mm-hmm. may. Um, I don't know if that alone is uh, enough to say that he doesn't have a plan. Mm-hmm. But um, the turnaround time between that happening, his taking his sons out mm-hmm. of school, what was that? A day or two or three? How many? Do you... Um, the, which part? So, I remember. When you reported on Prime News, mm-hmm. um, that the, it felt like at least that the turnaround time oh, wasn't yeah. that long. Okay, so he took he took um, his son out of UCLA, mm-hmm. and then less than a week later took his youngest son out of high school and signed them with an agent, and that that so that was less than a week. Hmm. Um, and, and that so that seems like to reference back to Ravo's comment. You know, everybody has a plan until they got punched in the mouth. His son going to, to jail in China might have been that mouth punch. Yeah, yeah. Um, you, you can recover from it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. And even if you do lose that particular fight, you can come back and fight again. So mm. I feel like he is still in a position 
where he can build this brand, mm -hmm. where his sons can play ball. Mm -hmm. I, and I don't and and kind of moving subjects a little bit. Yeah. Because people criticize him, and I think you talked about this as like his father, the way he is as a father, mm -hmm. right? Yeah, yeah. People talk about him exploiting his sons, right. and you know, not really being in, in a loving capacity. I don't think he does. I don't think he exploits his sons because if you notice, he tries to take all the heat. Now oh, he put a lot of pressure on Lonzo coming in as a rookie, saying he was better than Steph Curry. Yes, and he did. I was like, yeah, but that's what put him on the map. That his son on comment. The map. His son on putting his son on the map. No, or that's him. what put LeVar on the okay. map. Okay. That the uh, uh yeah, LeVar, he his comment about his son being better than Steph Curry is how his mentions in social media started ramping up. Okay. And from there, okay. It was born. Right. This whole movement was born and right. he released Big Baller brand and you know, right. his son got drafted into the NBA. And that, so Has he's he not well in the NBA. Eh, he's not doing well right now. Okay. He's not. Okay. Um, and and uh, Lavar is saying that he's at this point trying to take attention off of his son, so that he can people will stop looking at how bad he's playing right now. He could just okay. be a rookie and play, make mistakes, and learn. Okay. Right? If that's the truth, that's great. But. I don't see where the exploitation is. Let's take your WWE, for example. Yeah. He had, I want to say he had the youngest one on there. Um, LaMelo, yes. is it? Yes, he did. And he looked so uncomfortable to me. Yes, he did. <laughs> and you can take that look and be like, look at this guy exploiting his son. Let me tell you something. Mm -hmm. If my father put me in a WWE ring mm -hmm. at 16 years old, mm -hmm. And my father was over there talking junk. I would have been sitting there like, God, why am I here? <laughs> but at this moment in time, mm -hmm. as a 40-year-old, I would still be talking about that experience. Yes. Yes. I would have it on my phone. Guess what, guys? Look, I was on with my dad in the <laughs> ring at WWE. Yes. I would still be talking about it. So how is that exploitation? That's an experience of a lifetime. Yes. Yes, for that is. young man. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. How is that exploiting him? I, I don't think. Where it is was. he exploiting his sons? He has leveraged a situation better than a lot of people have been able to. And it, and and saying that it's their father. It's yes. not some third party stranger. Exactly. Making money off of these kids and exactly. hiding what? It's their father. Yes. How many talents out there have been supported, encouraged? And I don't even know the right word, but really um, been held accountable by their parent who are great successes yes. today. There's yes. many. Have a comment, Rayvo? Uh, yes. Uh, Reggie Mathis says he took metal out of high school in early October. He's giving you a timeline ah, of when he actually okay. took metal, so I don't think that there was. Okay, sorry. So he didn't. The, the, the recent happening was he signed with an agent, not taking him out of high okay, school. My bad. You. Thank you for the correction, Rich. And then, uh, has said how is he exploiting his sons he building he's building generational wealth and media is ex, is excelling it mm. no publicity is bad you're not hired as a writer yes. no publicity is bad people are just bad they can't demonize him NCA has been making money off of people's kids for years. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you Do not for that give point. me on that topic of NCAA and its <laughs> exploitation. Well, let's, I, I, let's be very clear here. 
it starts in high school. Yes. Yes. It does. A A U. And A A U. Listen, <laughs> I have a nephew who is a basketball standout. He's a 14 year old true freshman. Mm -hmm. uh, he walking into high school. Mm -hmm. Had to play one high school game. They ranked him 54th in the nation. Yep. Mm -hmm. And now uh, I can't be sure of this, but he is top 10 right now after playing several wow. games. Yep. Wow. He is top 10 in the nation. And they have been bombarding my brother. Yes. He can't go into a gym without different schools approaching my brother yes. trying to get my nephew yes. to come to play for them. Yes. That is exploitation. Thank you. Yes. So, yes, it starts in, and sometimes earlier than high school. So LeBron's son isn't even in middle school Right, yet. LeBron's son, exactly, is not in middle school yet. And, and they're talking about college offers. Jesus. People already want him. They, they just want to have the ability to say he's coming yes, here. Yes, because they make money the, off of right. that name, that likeness, that personality. They make money off of it. Joe Jackson, Richard Williams, Earl Woods, LeVar Ball, uh, all black dads yes. called overbearing. Yes. That, listen. Yes. Listen. And, and so what happens, what, what happens with stage moms that make these daughters mm -hmm. into pageant queens and actresses and singers? Like, that's not fair. Kids don't yes. know no, if there's don't. an adult who sees you with potential and they want to make sure that you maximize it. Let me tell you something right mm -hmm. now. I wish I had an overbearing father mm -hmm. or a stage mom mother. I wouldn't be stuck in here with you two jerks. <laughs> <laughs> so Ravo says if uh, his mom was more overbearing, he would not be here with us. With my talents. With his talents, <laughs> yes. She's overbearing. She's overbearing, just not with her talents. Just not with my talents. I, my parents were not overbearing at all. <laughs> um, and I, there were times when I wished they were as far as baseball because I loved baseball. Mm. And did I have the talent? I don't know, but I'll never know. It's not their fault, but mm. there were times when I thought, man, I wish they had pushed me harder. So yeah, I, I, I think it's that. important to listen to your kids. Mm -hmm. LeVar knows whether his kids want to be pushed or not. We can't tell him that they don't. As I don't even think we leave that up to the kids. No, I think a parent knows where their kids' gifts and talents yes. lies, and it is their duty yes. to push that, even if you don't want to. Listen, I can think of all the days that my mama would be like, get in there and practice that piano, get in there and practice this instrument, get in here and learn this music. Yes. And I can tell you that the moment that she stopped writing, mm -hmm. it all, it all yeah. dropped off. You know, yeah. and so I'm like, man, how great would I, if that didn't happen? So not blaming you, mom. Just, just. Okay. She is, though. <laughs> I'm not. She is. I wasn't blaming my parents, but she is. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. Don't listen to your kids. They don't know. They do not know. Anywho, but yeah, I, I don't see it as exploitation. I think people use the word exploit and mm -hmm. automatically assign it a negative uh, definition yeah. when exploiting is well, really a neutral term. And, you know, he, I think as a father, he's doing what he's supposed to do. Um, I have a final thought on it, and I'm mm -hmm. going to bring it back here. Yes, mm -hmm. I am going to say this. Uh, if it's the media, then the majority of it is white America yep. because white America is the majority of media, especially in sports media. If you yes. look, yes. it's growing. The population is growing as in other things, mm -hmm. but it's still the majority of white people. White people don't like loud black men. They intimidate them. They anger them. And like you said, audacity and from the, the audacity. How dare he do this? Mm. How dare he try to take control of his future and his son's situation? 
But mm-hmm. right. so and yeah. it all it rolls back to that making America great again. Yeah, we're supposed to explore. We, yep. Not you. So <laughs> Reggie, one closing yeah. um, comment before we got before we go ahead and head out of here. Mm-hmm. Reggie Matthew says something that's very brilliant. Beyond the talk of NCAA exploitation, LeVar isn't doing his kids justice by taking short term. By thinking short term. Yeah. This is 50000 in some rundown gym in Turkey now as opposed to making 503 years when yes. they've developed mentally, physically, and skillfully. Yes. They aren't good enough now. It's a money grab. That's exploitation. We've got to stop the black father rhetoric. Oh. Wow. Okay. Wow. We should have had Reggie on today. Uh, Reggie <laughs> would have been. Well, he, he has an open door, so he knows where it is. <laughs> right. Um, I I would still disagree. Um, I, I do not feel that that's exploitation. I don't feel that this is a money grab. I don't. I don't feel like he's trying to mm-hmm. get the money out of, you know, I feel like he is saying this is another way that I'm going to get my kids basketball mm-hmm. time and experience mm-hmm. without going through the exploitation of the NCA. I'm going to have control. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I, I am going to control my son's fates. I can see that too. So I can see that too. I I'm, I, I lean, lean more towards that and the panic <clears throat> that there might have been a, an action of panic, you know. But I think he'll take a little time. He'll formulate another plan, and yeah. and we shall see. Yes, because we we'll see. be watching. <laughs> we will be watching you, Mr. Speaking Lebron. of watching, yes, you you guys know what's coming up this week? FCN's Twelve Days of Christmas list. <laughs> We're super excited that it begins on Tuesday, December the 12th at 7 p.m. We are going to be bringing you guys the best of Christmas. We've got six lists, six reveals. It's going to be happening all the way to the 22nd or 23rd? Saturday the 23rd. Okay, Saturday the 23rd. Listen, it's going to be amazing as we have hosts who are going to, we're going to talk about things that we think should be on list. What's our first list? First list is uh, best TV Christmas episodes. Oh, yes. That's going to be good. We're going to have lots of guests. We're going to be arguing, debating. There's going to be hot takes. There's going to be all kinds of stuff. You guys are not going to want to miss it. So make sure you set your calendars, your Apple watches, whatever little (laughs) trinkets you guys have. Siri, remind me about the 12 days of Christmas. (laughs) List. Or should I be saying Alexa? I don't know. I I thought Alexa. Alexa. Missed okay. that opportunity. Anyway, so make sure you guys <laughs> like the uh, Facebook page um, and set your notifications to know when we go live um, so that you guys can join in on the discussion because it's not just what we think. We want to know what y'all think should be on these lists, so you definitely want to tune in live for that. Yes, and then tomorrow is our last episode of Prime News. Yes. Uh, for a while, we will be on hiatus because of the 12 days of Christmas list so make sure you catch tomorrow's prime news please do all right with that we are going to wrap it up thank you guys for watching today um i'm trezene jaco and we were joined earlier by the revolution we will see you guys next time